Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. What up? You're listening to Always Sacred. I'm Jake. Hello. My name's Ryan. And we wish you all a very Merry Christmas. And this is our what Christmas episode. What if people episode. celebrate Hanukkah or Kwanzaa? Well, or Hanukkah, they don't celebrate at all, Jake. Well, Hanukkah's already happened, so I'm sorry is we missed over? that. Is that over? Yeah. Hanukkah's already over. Damn. Uh, sorry, sorry we missed that. We probably should have said something earlier. Yep. If you celebrate Kwanzaa, that's after Christmas. But if you're listening to this after Christmas during Kwanzaa, Happy Kwanzaa. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if you don't celebrate any of those holidays, Happy New Year. Yeah. Hopefully we'll uh, that then. works for you. Yeah. What if they don't uh, celebrate New Year's? They follow a they different calendar. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't follow the Gregorian calendar. Yeah. I actually do the, uh, I follow the ancient Druids calendar. Where That's I what I'm saying, Jake. You slaughter a lamb there, and you wait. fucking up. Hard. Yeah. I slaughter a lamb and wherever the blood spatter falls, that's how I determine the position of the moon and when the actual new year uh, comes. Your regular old Dexter Morgan, my friend. Yep. I got all those lay. I've got all those lay lines that I've made out of uh, felt and yarn stretched all over the place. I'm like, oh, it's actually, uh, it's actually March right now. So I also like to get kinky <laughs> with everything that I just mentioned. Yeah, I love druids. <laughs> Let me tell you, I love this put- yarn. <laughs> Putting on a druid's cap and talking about the calendar. Would you fuck me? I'd fuck the, me. The most sexual thing I can imagine. Astrology. Oh, yes. I don't know anything about astrology if I'm being completely honest. Remember that time that you told everybody at the bar that there was going to be like a passing planet or satellite <laughs> and everybody came outside it, and looked outside. It was, it was cloudy. cloudy. Yeah. And come to find out wasn't even the right day. You were wrong. <laughs> uh, no, that was a this is a mostly true story. That is all true. Because I remember you told me you're like, oh, it's actually happening right now. I got text alerts from NASA that the International Space Station mm. was flying over. NASA texts you now. Yeah. NASA texts me. Likely also, story. Yeah. They're like, hey, you could, dude, do you want to be an astronaut? I'm like, nah, I got too much stuff going on. They're like, big cool. hit we'll ask you. <laughs> Anyways, they're like, if you want to take if you want to take your your little white fanny and peer out the window tonight that the international space station is going to be flying over at these coordinates will be visible for from this time to this time i'm like cool all right i'm at the fucking <laughs> i'm at the emporium in kernersville i'm with ryan and a bartender mm-hmm. and like three other people that have shuffled in at like 7 30 on this warm summer's eve Let's go look at the space station. Well, turns out if you've never been in North Carolina. Not a lot to do in K-Town. No, not a lot to do in K-Town. And especially if you've ever spent a summer summer in the South, a lot of times in the evenings, it gets cloudy because it's about to storm. Mm -hmm. Uh, So even though I got the date wrong, 
we wouldn't have been able to see it anyways, but everyone was super impressed that there was about to be a space station flying over. I could hear their feedback from far away. Yeah, they were pretty. Everybody rushed yeah. out. The bartender rushed out. I, I know did. the bartender. An unnecessary, an unnecessary amount of energy was expended to look at this, if I'm being completely honest. Uh, one of my finer moments, uh, just really able to command the room there. Yeah, just we were all excited. Everyone to run outside to look at something. They're like, what is that? <laughs> I think whenever you believe it. And you can convince one other person in the room to believe it. Everybody's going to believe yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Like we said, not a lot to do in K-Town at night. So if somebody said there's a magical space station flying over that can grant your wish. We're going to run out there and be like, well, golly, looky, looky. If you make a wish on the ISS, it will uh, pay your child support for the next five years. Mm-hmm, take that tax levy off my Jesus. <laughs> then I get amen. It can uh, it can pay for all of your cans of Skull Wintergreen for the next oh, fourteen months. Lord. <laughs> uh, pouches. It can get a. It can buy you a whole carton of pale mail oranges. Who's looking for lung cancer? Yeah, for that'll last you for four days. I'm gonna contribute to the cloudiness. <laughs> what else? Uh, Dural lights. Uh, I'm trying to snuff, remember what day. Old Navy snuff. Sir Walter Raleigh. <laughs> oh, Sir Walter Raleigh was another good one. Uh, Virginia Sir, Slims. Uh, Dutch. What were the fucking let's, the blunt, let's the track. people that were like the people that were rolling blunts? Were, there was Dutches, but then there were cheaper ones. That were let's let's come up with something right now. Let's dress the most trashiest person, and once we dress that person up for for our location, we figure out who it is. So, what do you think is the trashiest shoe type? Trashiest shoe type. Trashiest. We're building up. It's the cowboy boots. It's either cowboy boots or Chuck Taylors. Ooh, let's go with cowboy boots. Yeah, probably, but I think it's closer than you might think. <laughs> oh, God. I had some Chucks when I was in high school. I've known plenty of people, Chuck Taylors, and let me tell you, all of them are drinking bootleggers tonight. Oh, Christ. <laughs> like, just like us. Uh, and I'm yeah. drinking the apple bootlegger, and let me tell I'm you. I'm drinking the peach one, and it is so disgusting. It's like licking the devil's asshole. What is the flavor that your bootlegger is actually called? Because the apple one is called Alcatraz Sour. I'm sure mine's called, like, <laughs> dumbass peach. It's just called Syndicated Sour Peach. Oh, Syndicated City Sour Peach. It's a mine's, peach shot. Mine's got Alcatraz Sour, and yours syndicated. I had a family member go to Alcatraz. Yeah. But you didn't know that. Didn't know that. He was a getaway driver. Pretty cool. Well, we he got he didn't get away. So Olivia's no. got San Quentin grape out there in the living room, so we don't we don't They be fucking with San Quentin. <laughs> okay. So what kind of pants is this person wearing? Wrangler. Wrangler. No hesitation. Well, we are dressing my dad so far. <laughs> What's well, he wearing for the waist up, right? <laughs> maybe nothing. Maybe just a smile and You're a right. hat. It might just be a belt and nothing else from here on out. Mm. Yep. Yeah, so we've pretty much described <laughs> my father's side of the family. Your father's mm. side of the family. Yeah. Oh, man. My Uncle Jeff. That would have been him to a T. Yeah. Not your Uncle Steve. No, I don't have an Uncle Steve, <laughs> which you thought everybody did. I said my argument that everyone had an uncle named Steve, and both you and Olivia were like, neither one of us have an uncle named that. And I was like, well, everyone outside of this room you were does. adopted. <laughs> um, no, my uncle used to chase us with used toilet paper. Chase you with used toilet How he does would, that work? He go, oh, because he wiped his ass in that. No, okay. no. He would like say he blew his nose and be like, used toilet paper. Oh. And all the children would run and be like, no, Uncle Jeff, don't touch us with used toilet paper. I'm saying this out loud. That and I a wonder, lot of kids said, no, Uncle Jeff, don't touch us. <laughs> or did I say Uncle Chuck? I meant Uncle Jeff. 
Wrong uncle. But anyway, <laughs> yeah, it, that's just a weird picture to paint. And think about being a child and being chased with boogery tissues. He doesn't have Kleenex. Yeah, yeah, Kleenex. No, but he chose to blow his nose with toilet paper. Oh yeah, well, who doesn't choose to blow their nose with toilet or paper towels? I always reach for a paper towel or a Kleenex before I go for toilet paper. I've got a weird complex with it being that in the close proximity of the toilet that I don't want it to enter my nasal passages. I don't even give a shit. Well, you're just blowing. You're not sniffing. You're blowing, man. Yeah, it comes in contact, though. It's not even it's I mean, well, you walked in there. There's a little bit of insertion at that point. You walk in there. So it's, clearly you have that all in your body. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. At this point, my entire body is tainted because I've entered the shit room. But I'm <laughs> just, just saying. You just turned into Howie Mandel. You're like, I can't touch anything. I'm dirty. <laughs> so dirty. <laughs> oh, God. Another TV show I need to go back and watch. Um, watch Home Improvement from the beginning. Yeah, I've never watched. I remember watching it as a kid, but I just haven't watched it in so long. It's uh, I cannot remember. Good? I cannot remember a lot of it. I don't think it's going to hold up as well as Seinfeld, but I I do think that there or are Frasier. Some, yeah, <laughs> Andy, I don't think any one of those. But uh, yeah, just uh, just Tim Allen dicking around. Lots of '90s tropes and stuff. He's like, uh, he's always wearing uh, Detroit Lions stuff. Well, and he's in like, Detroit. Yeah, the, the Lions are still good because I'm from Michigan and I got arrested selling crack in Michigan in 1985 or hey, whatever happened. You only <laughs> live once, my friend. You only sell crack in Michigan. Well, probably more than once, maybe. Well, yeah. The, if, you've if you sold, get caught, then you don't know Mo. True, true that. If you sold crack in Michigan, hit us up on the socials. Leave us five stars. I know we can get a crack pipe. Almost accurate. Sent me here. Five stars. I sold crack in Michigan. Uh, we're genuinely interested. That's the niche market we need to go for. We crack need crackheads, <laughs> crackheads, and crack dealers, mm-hmm. or maybe just we'll just say crack aficionados. Yes, if we you're, just need some if crack you're per, if, you're, <laughs> if you're interested in partaking in it, or if you're just crack adjacent, you're living that crack adjacent lifestyle. Yeah, uh, we we'll call our followers cracker jacks. Yeah. Exactly. That's exactly what I would want listeners of this podcast to be known as. Let's find crack people. Thanks for listening to our Christmas episode, everybody. Yeah, it's <laughs> this cracktastic. Was, this was supposed to be our most family friendly episode that we've uh, ever done. Yep that went out that went out the window as soon like as we started dressing your grandma. dad. <laughs> no, no, we were on our way there, and then we decided Just to abandon that my idea. Uncle. <laughs> so we took a hard left turn, or sorry. Uh, a hard right turn. We're yeah, from there the we south. go. <laughs> An alt right turn, and then we're we went only straight. Republican around here. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, God, God, it's a miracle I've made it this far. Maybe either of us. Fucking hell, it really is. This bootlegger is genuinely one of the worst things I've ever drank. You know what? They say you can get drunk faster. It if tastes you soak like these in a tampon and put them in your butt. Really? We can butt chug them. I got I you if you got me. Don't think I want I to do you, that. I got you, babe. I don't know if we can locate a tampon, probably. Well, I can just pour it in your butt. Okay. You well, just that, lay that down. I have a funnel. Does that work? Does yeah, that you just work lay efficient? down flat here. We'll funnel your butt and pour it on in. <laughs> All right. Sounds good. <laughs> we just need a diaper in case it spills this, out. T- what this tastes like, it tastes like a sour apple candy oh. mixed with scope. Oh, all, all good things. Anything mixed with scope is going to be one of the best things you've ever taken. But yeah, it's seven ounces, uh, 12%. Yep. 
And these were a dollar fifty cent a piece at our local Jamestown Food Lion. Go figure that they would sh- sell these so cheaply. Oh, you are so far ahead of me. Yep, that's you right. You have been chugging that peach over there. Well, I mean, we perfectly about perni- my family roots. Perfectly pernicious prickly baby. peach or whatever yours was called. And I've just stuck with lame ass Alcatraz sour apple. Yeah, Al Capone did this sour apple. You know, it gets a little better as you get down there. Yeah, because it's so strong for a fucking malt liquor. Mm-hmm. So what I can tell you is that I'm frightened. Well, yours may taste like scope. Mine tastes like scrotum. Scrotum. Mm-hmm. Damn near killed him. Peach flavored scrotum. Well, mm. that... God damn. All right, so... That kicked my ass, but speaking of kick ass, uh, oh, is getting a there. kick ass is getting a, a, a reboot, Ryan, according to comicbook.com. Um, and the first one was great, the second one was shit, and I really, really loved the first one. I quite enjoyed the first one as well, but I never saw kick ass. Uh, you ain't missing anything. Sounds like it was pretty bad from what you uh described. Yeah, I didn't really describe it, I just said it was shit. Yeah. So, are are was is that something you'd like to revisit if they could make it more like the original, or do you I have would. you lost faith after one bad sequel? Well, I have like the original comic book, like on in hardback, and I think it had all of them in it um, because I really, really did love it. It came out whenever I was in college, so we're talking about 2012, 2013. Yeah. Was that one of your first forays into actually owning a comic book mm. that you were? Like- um. Well, when I was a kid, my dad had a bunch of them. He had like Ghost Rider and stuff like okay. that. Um, also, I now that I'm thinking about it, I'm pretty sure the Falcon was in there. And the, not the Winter Soldier, though. Not the Winter Soldier. <laughs> um, yeah. So, and Swamp Thing. I think Swamp Thing was something he had. That's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I probably destroyed all those cogs. Um, But no, I had like, um, whenever I was, I remember my parents got me like the Ninja Turtles comic and maybe a Batman comic whenever I was a kid. Uh, so no, this isn't my first that I've been bought for me, but it's the first I've ever bought for myself. And then I got a V from Vendetta. Okay. Which I love that movie. As you know, what of your favorite superhero comic book movie period? Oh yeah. Hands down. Which we did an episode on. Yes. Which go you back, can listen to. Go back and listen to that one. It's if episode. If you truly love us. 50 something. I don't know. Just scroll You think back. it's that far ago? Scroll back for a while. It's back there somewhere. You'll see V. I think it was in 2020, which was 14 years ago. No, it feels like it. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I watched the first one. I never watched the second one. And I really don't you have any nothing. special nostalgic attachment to it. Jim Carrey was in the second one. Do you remember, he did a good job. I do remember liking it. Nicholas Cage was in it, wasn't he? Um, he was in the first one. He did a really good job. A lot of people who do not like Nicholas Cage thought he did really well. There was this scene where he was put on fire sitting in this chair, and that was super cool. Yeah, everyone loves a good Nicholas Cage scene. Dude, I was drunk here and I bought Willy's Wonderland. <laughs> you bought it. I bought it. I bought like- it on Blu-ray. We were talking about Nicolas Cage. <laughs> drunk me was like immediately, I, let's drunk purchase this because we love the man. He goes straight into Nicolas Cage's bank account. And he's so far, he's on 300. He's made $342 off of Willy's Wonderland. Dude, that is, it's a pretty good movie. 
for like a B grade movie. We should do an episode. We should revisit it for an actual episode. I know you talked about it briefly when oh, you watched it. Oh, we can it. watch it together. But yeah, I think that would be an interesting one to do. Oh, maybe yeah, we'll hilarious. put it up on YouTube as one of our a live commentary. We're trying. We're, like we should expand our YouTube channel oh, because I don't God, have enough. Stu- I don't have enough stuff to do <laughs> after work, but to uh, to look up a whole bunch of of different pictures of Old Bay and hot dogs and other things in pink. The Voyager, the vo- different photos of the Voyager spacecraft wearing aviators, or like zooming <laughs> into like a golden just penis. A, just really by the end of that three minute video, you could tell that I was getting a little tired of cutting away. So it's just a slow 20 second just zoom in well, like, yeah, you guys get it animated. be like I said it at the beginning but I'm not cut I'm tired of looking for new images so I'm just gonna really drag this last one out we should have threw some Guy Fieri in there yeah we should I guess I should have maybe the next one the next <laughs> every time we talk about Nicolas Cage yeah just put a picture of Guy Fieri up <laughs> that'll just be the running joke we don't know who nicholas oh is. that's what we should do with jason momoa <laughs> just put jason Mraz in there yes <laughs> yeah i love when we live workshop ideas for another thing <laughs> during the thing that we're currently doing see how excited we get my favorite this is what we're really passionate about misidentifying celebrities <laughs> and refusing to admit that we've ever done wrong really knocking them down a peg you know yeah I feel good about it. I feel like he got an overinflated sense of ego when he was in Iceland and he just started throwing sweaters in the water and that yeah, town, man. the whole what town came out to sing at him. Fuck off, Jason Mraz. Like, yeah, don't even like you. Don't, who? What if he was a chunky boy? A chunky boy came out and people. Were then still he'd doing have that. an even bigger sweater. He'd just throw <laughs> into the water. The way oh, I thought the whole thing with Aquaman was that he's like, hey, the ocean's like. You got to protect that stuff. He's just over here littering like shit. He's throwing like liquor bottles and sweaters into the ocean. Probably pissing shit in there. Probably pissing shit. You know, you already know Mraz doing a poo poo pee pee in there. Yeah, probably. Sick ass, stupid ass song right there. (laughs) Jake, I have to tell you something. Is it important news? It is. Is Jake, what would your stage name be if you were an actor and you had to come up with your own? I think it'd be Chuck Spadina. If you had to pick your own, if I had to pick my own, uh-huh. um, suck Chuck Pina. Mm, that's I, mine. Would be Izzy Bobo. Izzy Bobo. Izzy Bobo. Mine would be Boo Boo the Fool. Boo Boo the Fool. <laughs> Hello, well, my name's Boo Boo the Fool. That just sounds like some kind of like animal like a, they got on there, but like, oh, like the dog's name is Boo Boo the Fool, so a, just put him on there. A sad clown. Sad clown. <laughs> Hi, my name is Sad Clown, and you are watching Dateline. Um, so my name's Chris Hansen, and we've got Boo Boo the Fool on today. Thought he was meeting a, a 14-year-old clown here. <laughs> Who's the clown now? Who's the clown now? He told, you, he told you to bring lime-flavored condoms and some uh, Alcatraz sour apple bootleggers. And How did I end up here? Who looks like a real fucking loser now? <laughs> it's me. Um, Keanu Reeves almost used the, that name, Chuck Spadina. What if we just moved on from that without ever addressing that was the Keanu Reeves fact? Okay, well, let's keep going. That would have been my favorite thing. When I listen back to this, I would have been like, oh, we didn't even mention the fact that why we said that. Just hypothetical. And then we riffed on it for about two minutes and moved on to the next yeah. thing. <laughs> why would you talk about it longer than you need to? We can always go back and edit to this nope. thing that we never edit. 
Yeah, I, I, I put the song in the beginning and that's about it. That's about the extent of it. So that's that's all the editing that I do. All of the uh, other horrible, horrible things that I that we say and do on a weekly basis uh, make the cut most times. Um, this but not was every time via Good Morning America. So you must have just admitted that on Good Morning America. They that must have been like when they sh- he showed up on screen. It said Chuck Spadina, and he's like, "Oh no, that was the name." I almost I'd come almost out to Funky with. Cold Medina. Funky Cold Medina. Funky Cold Medina. Yeah, Chuck Spadina. In the co- I hate cold that. Medina. I hate that name. I hate what everything. What if he was moist it. tissue? Moist tissue. Yeah. See, I don't mind the sound of that, but the the image that it invokes. Have Use you ever, toilet paper. Have you? <laughs> all right, Seinfeld. Have you ever been in like a public pool? Yep. And then you use like the the bathroom attached to it, and you step on some wet toilet paper. No, one time I shit. No, no. You, you stepped on a shit. No, I shit in a above ground pool in my aunt's house and blamed it on my cousin. <laughs> They never invited him back. <laughs> oh, that was your cousin Chuck. No, it was Chuck actually my Uncle Jeff's son, Jesse. So sorry, Jesse. <laughs> I got some issues I, in that family. I I might have issues myself. Why did you shit in an above ground? But this is the most white trash everything. Everything this, that we're doing right now. Is I should white title trash. this should just be our white trash Christmas episode. We should have done Tiger King tonight. <laughs> why did yeah, we <laughs> what we blew our load two weeks too early? <laughs> <laughs> two weeks before Christmas. Um Yeah, I, why I don't we, know. How old were you? I don't like know, like 23, 10, 24, 11, <laughs> maybe older than that. Maybe I was like 13 or 14. I don't oh, know. So you did it on purpose then. I know I wasn't 13 or 14 because I feel like I wouldn't remember that. It was too close to high school. But yeah, I definitely bang- blamed it on him. And then that same cousin, him, my sister, I used that to make them have cousin. like fights outside where they cousin just punch Je- each other. Cousin Jesse. Yeah. Oh, good times. <laughs> it sounds like pretty good times. <laughs> they would punch the shit out I of each wish other. We, I wish we became friends earlier in life. <laughs> hey, you want to see my sister and my cousin get into a fight and blow Hell each yeah, other up? That sounds great. <laughs> you want a bootlegger while we're here? I'll get a pack of uh, Marlboros in there, too. I'm about to take a shit in my, my aunt and uncle's above ground pool <laughs> Dude, and blame it on somebody else. I, I was a recluse. <laughs> Uh, um so describing yourself as a recluse i was then i was like oh after- live fast die young my friend shitting above ground pools were you underwater when you did it or were no, you just I like just sitting stood on the there side and like wiggled it out behind my knee man so you still and then got away from the. Did you, did you? My question is: Did you squat over it, or were you just standing there, bolt man. upright? I was in there, dude. I was in there. It's like so you're under about a toilet you're under the water. Then no, I'm not. Well, not. What did you say? Under your the water? ass I'm was like, under the water table. Well, my ass is okay. Water, my face wasn't. I'm not I, an animal. I'm not an animal. Doesn't Jake. need to be under. He's <laughs> to be completely submerged to shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's not what I was saying. <laughs> oh Jesus! So yeah, you were just standing. Oh yeah, well I mean, you're just you standing with your arms folded like the I Dream of JD pose. While well, you, you know, you don't. You gotta play it cool, man. <laughs> you gotta be cool in the pool. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, so I definitely did that and blamed her on him. Why? <laughs> I don't know. I'm sadistic, man. I had to go. I didn't want to leave. I was having a good time. You shit. You blame it on somebody it else a, and you go about was, your day. It was a spiteful shit. <laughs> it might as well have been. Oh, but yeah. That was probably not fun forever. I had to clean that up. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's easier i don't know there's not even filters in those like above ground pools so. man to net that shit out that's true they probably or maybe they got my cousin to net it out with his hands he probably like, just to go grab that shit <laughs> and throw it out. hey listen just for having our own like inflatable hot tub if a leaf falls in there that's hard enough to grab like Dude, i can't imagine having let to me chase a turd give me five around. minutes in your heart no <laughs> I'll be out there draining the whole thing. I tomorrow. only need three minutes tops. I just have to be completely under the water every inch of my body. Not my face, though. I'm not an animal. <laughs> only my ears and my nose are above the water line. Yeah. <laughs> Makes just as much sense as you not blowing your nose with toilet paper. Yeah. Well, I just, for some reason, I just pictured you standing like on the side of it, like, just, <laughs> just bolt upright, <laughs> not even squatting over it, just bolt upright and then just walking away like a boss. <laughs> you know, thank you. Cause that seems way more boss than what I did. <laughs> <laughs> just absolute psychopath. Oh, yeah. Behavior. That was Aunt Joyce's house, by the way. So oh. fuck you, Aunt Joyce. RIP. What's Aunt Joyce ever done to you? Oh, she stole my grandma's urn that my parents paid for. Oh, well, she probably deserved it then. Let's go take a shit in her house tonight. Dude, let's do it. <laughs> I got a brew. That's the waiting. That's the Johnny Bootlegger talking. <laughs> it is. Me and Mr. Bootleg gonna get Johnny Bootlegger trouble. is a vindictive son of a bitch, that's for sure. He is. Look at that little smug bastard in his safari <laughs> hat but his business suit. He's like, I can't wait to go colonize Africa. Yeah. That's the face. That's the kind of face that they put on this bottle. That's I get that too, you know? He's like, I cannot wait to go look for gold in South America. Mm-hmm. That's what this dude's up to. He's probably got kids all over the place and syphilis for days. Johnny Boot, old song and dance. Johnny Bootleggers hit us up. Uh, we're, they we're, are not going to hit us we're up. Open and we're open for advertising. So we've we've made fun of your flavors. We said it tasted terrible. We did uh, well, a bit on guy. the Navy. He's like, that's cool. That's cool. This is the guy you want to get drunk with because he's going to have a lot of good stories. Probably He probably does have a lot of good stories. Mm-hmm. Like shitting in an above ground pool for no apparent reason. <laughs> I am not Johnny Bootlegger. Thank you very much. <laughs> Ron- Ronnie Bootlegger. <laughs> Ronnie Bootlegger. <laughs> Ironically, my Uncle Jeff also called me Ronnie. Ironically. Ironi- Ironically. Nah, I'm not doing that. He's like, Ron! 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 One time I was working at this place that was like K&W and some lady came out. It was just not very pretty. And he's like, who's the cupcake? <laughs> my, my Uncle Jeff was crazy, man. Who's the cupcake? Who's the cupcake? Hell yeah. He'd say it like that. Like, Ugh, dude, get off me. You sound gross. Uh, <laughs> Trek to you, maybe. <laughs> Gameplay trailer. It's like a side scroller. It kind of reminds me of God of War. But it's uh, that meets um, Ghost of Shishima. Looked cool. Uh, I I like the look of this. I honestly, up until about the very end, I thought that this was going to be like DLC for Ghost of Tsushima. But uh, Tsushima, Su- to Shishima. I think it's supposed to be Tsushima, mm. like Tsushima. 
No, well, you were wrong. It's difficult when you have a T and an S and an H in the it's same. It's difficult when Johnny Bootlegger is rushing through your when veins. Johnny Bootlegger is sitting on your tongue being like, oh, you bet this fuck this up, man. You bet the fuck this up. <laughs> Why is he sitting on my tongue? Get off Trek. my tongue, Get Johnny Bootlegger. Get off my tongue, Johnny Bootlegger. Yeah, it looked cool. Uh, side, side scroller looks like it's coming out uh, perhaps next year. We, we're not sure, but uh, it's really, really leaning into the uh, the 1950s, 1960s uh, Japanese samurai film tropes, and uh, I like that. So, uh, short game side scroller, I'd I'd be into that for sure. It looked really impressive trailer for for what it was. Mm-hmm. Spider Man No Way Home has shattered Thursday Thursday box office records in the it's, middle of a pandemic. It's had the biggest opening weekend since Endgame, which is the number one movie of all time. This is the second biggest movie of all time. $50 million in Thursday preview sales. That is nuts. That is. I mean, in the middle of a pandemic, too. So people don't give a fuck when it comes to Spider-Man. Peek behind the curtain. We were going to talk about it this weekend, but for various reasons, we had to push that back for a week. Uh, And so we will be talking about this next uh, next week on on our episode. Oliver's glaucoma. Blame it on the blame it on the COVID. I hope movie theaters still open next week after Christmas. I'm sure there will be because uh, we're look we're looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to talking about this, and it seems like it's doing good. And by the all the interviews, all the other Sony executives were saying, where Tom Holland was like, "I want to have some kids with Zendaya," and all the people from Sony were like, "Tom Holland's going to be Spider Man for he the next." He said he want to have kids with Zendaya. He said he was ready to take some time off from acting and to start have a kids? family. Yeah, he said he start that? a family, yeah. Was Zendaya? Uh, they're dating, aren't they? Well, I know, but It'd they be seem really so weird young. If he was I mean, dating. why would she agree to that? <laughs> <laughs> I they're mean, like 25. They're not that young. I mean, dude, I'm like nine years older than them, and I'm like, I have a dog and two cats. How about we start slow? I just turned 30, and I'm drinking a bootlegger tonight. So like you're some kind of wild boy. Let's get some four that? locos to see where the night takes <laughs> us, my friend. <laughs> start doing some whippets. Preach some um, Christmas whippets. We are probably going to go streaking here after too much longer. <laughs> I feel like I can go from zero to Frank the Tank in two point five seconds. We're about to pour out pour out some eggnogs for our our brothers and sisters out there. Ones for the homies. Uh, Ryan. Mm-hmm. Up until last year, I never had an eggnog before. Oh, they're really good. My um, Olivia's brother-in-law. My Olivia's brother-in-law. My fiance's brother-in-law, who's about to be my brother-in-law, I suppose, in mm-hmm. another couple months. Uh, he turned me on to the eggnogs uh, when we were on vacation last year. Yeah, uh, around Christmas time. So you got to get the Evan Williams ones, the green label. Should really good. right now. I've got the Southern Comfort. I seen that, and I got three of them. Yes, you did. I poured half of a quart in one mug earlier. Mm-hmm. I and noticed. And some cinnamon. Then I made the mistake of putting powdered cinnamon on there and it clawed it all up. So it was like cinnamon chunks in there. And not, I have to say, not it, not great. Not as great as Johnny Bootleggers. No. I don't remember my first name. Well, that's the COVID brain talking, my friend. Yeah, I have short-term memory loss. Um, DC's Blue Beetle movie will no longer debut on hbo max i don't know why i'm reading like this but will become a theatrical release instead so it broke free the film is slated to release in 2023 well blue beetle i hardly knew you uh can't wait to wait till this comes back to hbo max when i watch this for the first time what the fuck is blue Blue Beetle? beetle ryan 
he is a comic book character that I've heard of before, but not often. Ah, well, um, they're really decided to go with their own with this theatrical release. They did. But look at him. He looks like this is how the pose here is what you thought I did whenever I shit in that pool. The pose here is Ryan with some LED lights on his chest (laughs) standing over that above ground pool. (laughs) Bombs away, my friends. Bombs away. Blue Beetles release. Uh, Ryan, you posted this. Somebody made a mod for Call of Duty zombies uh, where they're fighting in the office and only within the office. Yeah, I, I thought they did a really good job. Pretty cool. Very, very accurate recreation of uh, the Dunder Mifflin. Not headquarters, but the Scranton branch. Yeah. Uh, it looks exactly like the show. Uh, it looks darker, though. I will say the whole trailer looked like they did this at nighttime. So this was like the trailer. What are you talking about? Uh, well, the whole gameplay video, I guess. Oh, they got Dwight's, uh, his things wrapped in a, well, is that Dwight or is that Jim's? They fucked up. They okay. fucked up there. Could you either way? You could uh, do you either way. Um, Scott Dickerson's the black phone delayed Derrickson. to s- fuck him. Dick. Uh, you. Ker. Uh-huh. <laughs> the black phone delayed till summer 2022, That's which I got excited about because they had previewed this movie. It looked interesting. It was, uh, um, what is the place that did malignant? Um, something that's not Blumhouse, is it? Yeah. That one. Blum the people that do all the horror movies. Yeah. 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 This is them. Oh yeah. Scott and David Blum. House the Blums. The Blum brothers. The Blumpkins brothers. The Blumpkin brothers. <laughs> Um, uh, it looked, it did look interesting, uh, but the the uh, the thumbnail image is this guy with his fucking creepy clown mask on, and he's got a top hat and, and it glasses. Looks terrifying, absolutely terrifying. Uh, we have a Let's new trailer Hulk. for the Doctor Strange Multiverse of Madness. What do you think? We watched it, and it's. I would hope so. Uh, we did. We watched what, it together. Yep. It's coming out May sixth. And maybe what did you think of it? Because I'm just uh, not sure. I think I get some of that. What if uh, flavor from it? But really nothing more than that. Saw Cthulhu in there, uh, which is also from what if I feel like if you watch what if you'll know what's going on here. It does seem like they it's not an accident that Doctor Strange was the character that was most prominently featured in uh, what if. He took up like what four episodes there towards the end of it. Yeah, but his character is uh, the most interesting. I think he's the most powerful. Oh, it certainly they seems said Scarlet like. Witch could be. Yeah, if, if she, she put her to, mind to it, if she wants to stop watching fucking I Love Lucy or whatever, and no. the Brady Bunch girl can dream. You know what I mean? And uh, the Mary Tyler Moore Show, Family Matters. Uh, Malcolm in the Middle. What else was it? They did do Malcolm. In the I can't remember what else they did. Modern Family. Maybe did they do Modern Family. I don't know. I feel like once we got up to the Malcolm in the Middle part of WandaVision, it kind of broke down a little bit. The whole like sitcom thing. Dick Van Dyke. Over. They did do Dick Van Dyke they for did sure. Dick Hard. Dick Van Dyke, and then the Mary Taylor Moore spinoff uh, show. Sorry. Rhoda? Mary Tyler Moore, that wasn't her character in there. And Dick Van Dyke. No. She just played in both. The spinoff from Mary Tyler Moore was uh, Rhoda. Well, I sure look like a Dick Van Dyke right now, don't I? You do. Condemned. Yeah. 
Anyways. Oh, so Johnny Boot Lucas. Uh, it looked it looked interesting. I've never considered Doctor Strange that interesting as a character, but I think that what they could potentially do with him with this and how he ties into the larger Marvel universe is they're finally giving him something to do. And it seems like uh, maybe they missed the mark the first go round, but the characterization Benedict Cumberbatch is a good actor. I think they're, I think I could finally accept him for what he is. So that's really big of me to be able to do that. And I'm going to pat myself yeah. on the back for uh, finding the courage, yourself. finding the courage to do that. <laughs> How did you do it? <laughs> Um, so we have a last bit of news here, which is John Wick four has been delayed. <laughs> wow. <laughs> really what a boomer we got on. ending on a ending on a big note there. Yeah. You know, I saw all of them. So Chuck Spadina, he's going to. Third this one movie's going to come out a little bit later. I thought they might have some Matrix tie-in, which came out uh, today, but tomorrow for everybody else who listens to this, or maybe beyond. Um, so Matrix is out now, the new one, and I've seen things say that they were good, and I've seen things say they were bad, so we'll see what happens. I have to level with you, Ron. I've never seen the Matrix before. Hmm. Should we do an episode on... Maybe the first one and then the new one, or should we watch all Matrix? Have have a month of Matrix, Matrix month. We 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 can figure it out. <laughs> I don't know. I can tell by the amount of enthusiasm in your voice. Not as much as the whatever the pool thing we were doing earlier. <laughs> yeah, shitting in the pool. That's that no. gets me every time. That gets me watching Matrix movies for an entire month. Not as much. Mm-hmm. It's hard to compete with the heat in the street and the meat on my beat. Yeah. I was just going to say shitting in an above ground pool intentionally and Mm -hmm. then blaming it on your cousin and getting them permanently banned from your aunt and uncle's house. But, you know, what you said was also quite, uh, quite, pretty good, right? Quite cogent. Got to admit, not bad. Yeah. Uh, Well, Ryan, it's, it's Christmas. It's December the 22nd when we're recording this. Have you finished your Christmas shopping? Uh, I have. Get fucked. Yeah. I'm still waiting to finish mine. I'm very, very poor this Christmas, so everybody's getting a firm handshake and a kiss on the lips. <laughs> Even your dad? Like I said, Ryan, everyone's getting a firm handshake and a kiss on the lips. I I'm do not to get dis- my dad a kiss on the lips, and he does not want it. <laughs> You're not a Tom Brady type of family. Yeah, well, he's a Tom Brady fan, but he is not a let me treat my kids like Tom Brady. <laughs> I'm like, Daddy, give me a kiss. And he's like, Oh my God, my phone's been listening. <laughs> my phone's been listening. Yeah, they got Johnny Bootlegger ads on here. <laughs> oh no. Is that coconut? I don't know. It was like, lemonade and like some blue bullshit. <sighs> blue sounds really bad. Uh, ice lemonade, hard squeezed. Oh. I figured the Scarface sour raspberry. Yeah, I was going to say the blue is going to be a blueberry or a raspberry, and the white was going to be a pina colada bootlegger. <sighs> Lemonade sounds like it might be worse, though. I don't, I don't, I don't know. know. Peach was pretty bad. But, but let me tell you, Alcatra- the- Alcatraz sour apple was not much better. Mm, I think the trick is to chug them. I've seen people do that. Yeah, that seems like it would be better. Mm-hmm. That seems like it'd be a better way Let's to approach chug it. Let's chug some boots. Yeah. 
Let's boot scoot boogie. <laughs> well, Ryan, uh, this is our this is our Christmas episode, which I think I said two minutes ago and forgot you about. Did. Uh, and in honor of Christmas, the holiday that's that's coming up, our favorite holiday, the holiday we all love to celebrate here on Almost Accurate. We did a whole month worth of it last year. This year? No. There's <laughs> too much new stuff to coming out. Guess what? There's always going to be the same old Christmas movies to talk about, and which is the reason why this week's episode is our official, undisputed top five Christmas movies of all time. Oh, yeah. We came up with this topic in a fever discussion of about an exchange of two text messages three days ago. So I can't wait to find out what our top five are. We've both put a lot of thought into this. I have to admit that I pulled out my old typewriter. I've been poring over it for hours and hours today, just kind of diagramming everything. Just, I had a whole March madness thing of every Christmas movie ever made until I had a top five. Didn't wait until I had a final four. I stopped at five. Because I always have to give an inclusion trophy in it, uh, but I've I've willed I've willed my list down, Ryan. I can only assume you've been putting the same amount of effort into it. I put effort into everything I do. So with that said, I put this list together in about two minutes. All right. Well, I can't wait for this discussion. So do we want to go five to one, or do we in five to one, man? Or if we want to completely take. The draw the drop out of it go one to five. Yeah, we're going five to one. <laughs> so I will go In a completely unorthodox. Manner. I will go first because I think your list is going to be better than mine. I think you got something up your sleeve. So my fifth is going to be the night before because I think that's a pretty funny movie. There's some weed in it. It's Christmas. It's weed. It's fun. It's a stoner comedy. I get down with get down. Um, Anthony Mackie's in it. Seth Rogen, JGL, um, Michael Shannon's in it as Mr. Green. Uh, Mindy Kalen's in it. Um, there's a ton of people in it. Um, I'm trying to think who else was in it. Well, that's all I can remember. But I plan on watching this one this Christmas because the rest of the ones on my Christmas list, minus my number one, I will not be watching this year. So well. I'm tired. I'm burnt out on Christmas. <laughs> I watched. It's December 22nd. And I am tired. <laughs> what is your fifth? My number five. Okay, so I'm going to immediately uh, slot in some controversy in this where you go, is this a Christmas movie or not? It's Edward Scissorhands. Mm, no, it's no, not a Christmas movie. It is 100% a Christmas movie. How so? The whole back end of this is Edward Scissorhands, a.k.a. Johnny Depp, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Amber Heard's ex-husband. Uh, is he's got scissors for hands and he's teaching can't everybody jack off. He's can't jack off and he's teaching everybody the true meaning of Christmas. He's cutting up some hair, s- hair. He's cutting up some shrubs, uh, topiaries. Yes. He's doing shrubs. He's doing all sorts of ornaments. Could be doing your mom. He's, could be doing your mom. He did that. One lady tried to have sex with him in the back of that salon or whatever. Oh yeah. Whatever happened. Giggity, giggity. Uh, but oh, he's, sex. he's doing the eye sculptures and that's the first time it's ever, they've ever had a white Christmas in the town and they've had a white Christmas ever since in Southern California, which is weird, but who are we to question it? It's a Tim Burton movie. Anyways, I contend 
that the strong bits of Christmas elements in the back half of this movie, the fact that all of it is centered on Christmas Eve and the fact that there is a big controversy on Christmas Eve, therefore makes it a Christmas movie. And it slots into my top five. Also, this is my favorite movie when I was a little kid. I cried every time I watched it. I was a very sensitive boy. Little bitch. <laughs> little sensitive for, dancing for reasons, for reasons I didn't completely understand. I never really understood the salon what thing until I, watched, until I watched this about two months ago. I was like, oh, that old that lady was totally trying to fuck it with scissor hands and that's when you were and like I let didn't. me lick that palm and get it on totally awakened feelings that i really didn't understand as a little boy man but you uh, understand as a older man as a grown man was <laughs> <laughs> a grown man feelings anyways uh it's in my top five and uh fuck you if you don't think it's a christmas movie well, i don't think it's a christmas movie but it's your top five so we agree on that so. all right well we've really <laughs> very diplomatic approach to this yeah i mean what do you want me to say it was really about an Pick outs- another one that was really about an outsider <laughs> becoming insider and then being an outsider again my number four and movie. that's the true meaning of christmas rudolph the red-nosed reindeer the grinch Oh no, no, that's not what I picked, but I was just saying like the outsider outsider becoming an insider. Um, in this movie too, the elf elf movie elf is your number four. Yeah. Well, I am not watching this one in the instance of saving time. I will go ahead and get this off my list. This is my number two on my list of favorite Christmas. Damn. So we can go ahead and talk about it now. Uh, this is a great movie. Yeah, I've seen it a thousand times. It is sometimes all you need for a great Christmas movie, something aka that you and your family are going to watch fourteen million times, at least once every Christmas season. A man in yellow tights, maybe multiple times. All you need is a good actor in yellow tights playing a good role. Um, we a fitting act- role, a very fitting role. Will Ferrell's nutsack is just right there. Yeah, the whole time endearing. Very endearing. Yeah, let me endear your bulge. Um, there's Zoe Deschanel. Um, who doesn't look like Zoe Deschanel this entire movie. Oh, it's because of her hair. It's a different it's color. completely because of her hair. The, the fact that every time I watch this and I forget Zoe Deschanel is in it until about halfway through, I'm like, oh, that's Zoe Deschanel in yeah. 2003. <laughs> yeah, which is weird because uh, her career really took off. Then it really stopped. I've never watched New Girl. But that oh, that was one oh, in five hundred days of summer. That's another good one. Another JGL, yeah, uh, v- vehicle, I suppose. I don't know if that's a car. It's a movie, Jake. Mm, yeah, you get a, in the car to go see a, the movie at the film. theaters. <laughs> you come home, you buy the movie in the car. You come back you and you watch it on the, the TVs. Yeah. A drunk purchase on a way home. Yeah. <laughs> Well, yeah, or you could be just talking about JGL and be like, hmm, you know what I should get? Willie's Wonderland with JGL. So many good things about Elf, though. Uh, from just Will Ferrell's performance as a whole, I really enjoy uh, the North Pole scenes where he's interacting with the, Ed Asner. Ed Asner and the little um, claymation fucking dudes just hanging out at the North Pole. The Narwhal. The Narwhal. It, even to this day, my fiance, when I, I have to go poop, she's like, bye, buddy. Hope you have a good poop. That's from the narwhal. <laughs> yeah, the more you know. That's a real peer into my relationship. Yeah, you I guys don't take you- shits and pools. You yeah. probably walk right out to the hot tub. Yep, that's why you don't want to go in your hot tub. You don't <laughs> want to contaminate your poos with my poo. I see. We're <laughs> poo brothers. Let it happen. Let's cross poos, my friend. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's the real reason. Let me hot Carl your hot tub. I- <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, I've extended that invitation to you anytime you want it. Oh, I can go shit there now? Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll be right back. This has been almost accurate. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so many, so many great things about that movie. I don't, I think we need to discuss it in length, but uh, just a, just a great, great performance overall, and a timeless classic, but not quite, not quite on my number one Christmas movie level. There's a few others that uh, just one other space. This was your number two. There's not a few others. There's one other. That's right. So should keep I do on my drinking that eggnog, baby. Should I do my number four now? Uh, yeah, might as well go ahead and do your number four. Okay, my number four was uh, Ron Howard's the um, the Grinch, the Grinch that stole Christmas. Mm-hmm. This was another one that we watched pretty much every um, every single Christmas, mm-hmm. and I love uh, old school Jim Carrey. And this is right at the point where he stopped being old school Jim Carrey for a little while. Um, as a as a kid, I just remember how edgy I thought this shit was. Edgy, <laughs> yeah. How was this like, edgy? Oh, it's the Grinch, and he's fucking gross. Look at him just eat, picking up an onion and eating it like it's an apple. He doesn't just, care, man. He doesn't give a shit. He's walking around Whoville with a dirty old cloak. He's belching in people's faces. He even motorboated that lady at the Christmas by accident yeah. ceremony. It wasn't by accident because the camera sure flew in there faster than his face did. I see what you're mm-hmm. doing, Ron Howard. They wouldn't be doing that in Mayberry, would they? But it's okay. Oh, they would Hoville. be doing it in Mayberry. I think a little Opie got here. Um, I think it's just, it's an absolute classic. And I think in terms of like a live action Christmas movie or just a live action reimagining of a Dr. Seuss thing, for some reason, as a kid, this made a big impression on me. And every single, um, Every single Christmas, I always have to make a revisit back into this version of Whoville because I enjoy it and unashamedly so. I I do think it's a great, enjoyable movie. I love that it expands upon um, the established story. But it doesn't suck like the one that came out with Benedict Cumberbatch. That came you like out. that one? <laughs> I thought I, there were some good elements to that one. I, we did it. Ep- that was episode 10 of this podcast and i think that the reason i didn't like it the first time was that i went by myself on a saturday night in december and at like a 7 30 show <laughs> and i was like oh i don't like this movie <laughs> i don't like this movie that that Body. Oh, the whole part where they picked up the, the the deer and everything and it was like hanging out with it was pretty funny but i didn't like the rest of it uh what about the yak that was the the one i meant the yak uh-huh. or the deer yeah, it was, it was a yak. yak, but we're a really obese deer. They can also it was a fly. Yeah, the yak family. <laughs> it's a whole family of I me. Mean, he had to go back to his family at the end, didn't he? Um, I, I think for this, just seeing it in live action and the like, the amount of practical effects and just Jim Carrey's performance as a kid, that was enough to carry me. And Where I think it's Christmas. I am a ten-year-old little Chris douchebag, and I am shaving because the kids. I can't even look at you right now. 
fight heavy for heavy a little grinch a little grinch bitch a little grinch bitch a little grinch bitch that's beat up man I love I love that movie. I no, but anyways, that's why number four and my number two on my list. When my dad bought the Grinch movie, I remember me and my sister were so stoked on VHS or DVD. DVD because you could play the games, and we're all mm. about watching the movie and playing the games. I've seen it a thousand times. I just can't anymore. I can't do it. I've can't. seen it a million times, but I think I can. I could watch it at least once every December. No, I can't. I wore that VHS out though. Yeah, that was back <laughs> in the day. Wore that ass out that, because I kept putting my dick in the VCR. Um, yeah, that was what? back in the. <laughs> that was back in the days. What? what? <laughs> oh, this eggnog. Uh, back that was Hitting back hard. in the, back in the days when man, you could really wear a VHS tape out, and it was also it would take like a full twelve months from a movie being in the theaters to coming out. So I think this came it did out, take forever. Now it's just like streamlined. Yeah, now it's like three months. Or now, in even in the case of the pandemic, we know that a movie can go from theaters to video on demand in like four days. In yeah. the case of plenty of <laughs> like bloodshot. Yeah, literally in theaters one day, and you can pay for it. Oh, you can overpay for it on video on demand the next. Or so. you could just pay for it all together and watch it because that's what happens when you watch it. You pay for it because that time still haven't you seen will it. Not get back. <laughs> I haven't seen it yet. Still either. haven't watched it. I'll get there eventually. Yeah, that I got a break coming that up. Was so back in, do. Was back in the days. What literally would I think it came out in ninety eight and didn't come out on VHS till ninety nine. And that was a Christmas present for me the following year was a VHS copy of The Grinch. That Kids very next get excited Christmas. about that shit. Absolutely. Remember how cool it was to get video games for Christmas? Back Dude, when- <laughs> I used to go ape shit. It was so cool to what you literally had had no money. You had to wait till Christmas morning to unwrap that. The last one I got was Jack Three for Christmas that my grandma got me. No one ever buys me video games anymore. Yeah. My wife bought me a hockey game, but I didn't get excited like. I had invested time with Jack and Dexter. So Jack three was huge and I played it that night. And I remember I missed the days wherever I could play video games. And I would just feel myself getting tired and couldn't play anymore, <laughs> going to sleep and then waking up and being like, let's pick up where we left off I think to my, the cactus fields. My last one that I got, I think was Metroid prime two on the GameCube, which I got in 2004 for Christmas. And I remember being so excited for that, but that game was extremely difficult. <laughs> that was probably the same year for me. It took me like about like two years to finish it. Uh, and I replayed it last summer on an emulator. And let me just tell you, when you can save anytime you want, it makes that game a lot easier than it was the first time around. But you you uh, <laughs> were an OG when you were a child. You went in there and you did it. Uh, no, I'm better at video games now. I'm looking oh, back well, at it now. I was like, I was bitch a back in fucking the day. <laughs> just dumbass little kid that couldn't figure anything out. It was a <laughs> lot worse at video games back then. <laughs> now I'm just a dumbass adult can't figure He's out. He's got finances. too much free time. <laughs> uh, Ryan, you're uh, number three, I, I think. Yes, Jack Frost. Okay, I am this going is- with that because that is a very touching tale with Michael Keaton. And it nearly makes me cry every year. Uh, 
I have seen this two or three times. Mm -hmm. And I think the same reason that it makes me cry is the reason it didn't make my list. Uh, but I completely under I completely understand why. Michael Keaton is a great actor, and I he's think even he's better as a snowman. Even better when he's not in it most of the time. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think this is a, a movie that definitely, uh, probably if I had to make an honorable mention, it would be on my list. But I think that it was just a little bit too depressing for me to make my Christmas feel good list, which maybe I'm calling this now. <laughs> Well, basically, the dad dies, and then he comes back as snowman, and at yeah. the end, he melts and he dies and again. Then, he does a second death, yeah, which is worse right than in the front first of his death. family. But he got to say goodbye to him, yeah, which you know isn't sad at all. Mm, I mean, kind of, but <laughs> it, it did. It hit me in a spot, and I was just like, "Oh my god!" Me and my wife, she cries at everything, so she cries at it, and I'm just like, "I hold back tears." You're an adult, but, but really it hits, still hits you even after all of these years, after all those in the dick, repeat man. viewings, does it make you think about your relationship with your own father? Sometimes it has, but my father and I's relationship has improved. So yeah, I feel better about so my, you, neither one of you have ever been a snowman though. Um, never been an enchanted snowman. Know. I've asked my dad about his past and he, he is, doesn't yet want to, to talk about anything. It. I asked him about, um, what drugs he's tried in his lifetime. He wouldn't admit hmm. alcohol, probably one of the worst oh. drugs you can do. And, uh, caffeine. Mm -hmm. He just still the most addictive like, drug you could probably take. Yeah. He still drinks like uh, Mountain Dews. Literally get headaches. Can't take a shit in the morning if I don't have my caffeine. No. Oh, okay. Well, if that's not, there we go. If that's not an addiction, tell me what is, how many things are left on your, tell case? me what the fuck is right. <laughs> <laughs> I won't tell you what fuck is. Um, I have two more things on mine. Okay. What, how many do you have on your list? I've already said my number. Oh, my number three. Sorry. I skipped. <laughs> Jake, we're Home cutting alone. you off. Home Alone. Good one. Home Alone is my number, number three. I put it right below Elf, and I think that I was jockling between jockeying or jockling. I was juggling between whether a Home Alone or Elf would be my number two. But I think that for pure nostalgia... Home Alone is definitely the one that takes everything on this list. I have seen Home Alone at my grandparents' house 14 million times. Those poor I'm grandparents. Not, I'm not like, kidding. Oh, God, he's watching that fucking movie again. And then we watched Home Alone 2, and they were like, hey, that Donald Trump guy should be president. And looking back on it now. We all agreed. <laughs> yeah. We all no. agreed. <laughs> <laughs> what could go wrong, they say. Home Alone 1 is just an absolute classic. And there are so many things about it in, in Christmas and the early 90s that just really make you think about being a kid if you've grown up during that time. And me growing up as a kid in the 90s and just being a little bit more sensitive than maybe some other kids around me. <laughs> okay, I was a little bitch as a kid too, man. <laughs> I, don't, I just I love everything about it. I love how dumb their parents are. I love that they go to Paris and don't bother to check whether all of their kids are with them. It just seems like yeah, the, I mean, they went there. They did the count multiple times. Yeah, they counted the one kid that was like talking to the delivery driver or whatever and was like, hey, tomato, you come, tomato. come here often. And then it's just it's it's a movie that it would be difficult to make 
now because cell phones exist <laughs> and you just i can't think, leave a kid i think that there's something timeless about that where you're just like okay like this really reminds me that life was different 30 years ago and you can leave your kid at home and not get persecuted for yeah it. and it was fine you know like there's no facebook there's no nothing else but home alone is just a stone cold classic we've done a whole ep- we did a whole episode on it last year but it's just one of the best Christmas movies, and it holds a very special place in my heart. Even back, I think it was about five, maybe six years ago when they did the 25th anniversary, and I got to see it like on the big screen, and I was like, okay, now this is fucking cool, being able to see this in actual movie theaters. <laughs> this is fucking cool. This is fucking cool. Um, it's, it's a great movie. It's an absolute Christmas classic, and it's number three on my list of five. Of top so five. You basically, you love Christmas movies. Uh, yeah. <laughs> the fact that you've seen Christmas movies like a bazillion times. A bazillion. A bazillion. That's more than a bazillion. A Brazilian wax. Um, um, just a that thin little strip leading right down to all the good bits. Mm. Um, so <laughs> my number right down to the McAllisters is what I'm saying. Mm, not helping you guys. Oh, I really got a cough. <laughs> um, so uh, I enjoy. My list and my second is The Grinch, the original. The uh, 1960s animated one. Yeah, that really set the stage for a lot of Grinchy things. He's my favorite Grinch uh, or my favorite Christmas character. And um, yeah, I just think the original is the best one because it didn't stay overstates. Well, an hour long. <laughs> yeah. It, well, is it even an hour long? It's a half hour. Oh, a half hour. Yeah. And it's got like a. <laughs> The song and stuff like that. Um, you're a mean one. It's Mr. Grinch. iconic, and I think it's probably the purest representation of what Dr. Seuss wrote because he was alive when they made this. Yeah. So I'm sure he had a say in it, but it really seems like if someone just took the book and just brought it to life. Well, it's also um, a part of that era, like the claymation stuff, even though this movie wasn't claymation. It yeah. was around that time. So looking back on it now, a lot of that claymation stuff, while it makes me think about elementary school because we watched a lot of that in elementary school, it kind of creeps me out. Claymation has this really unsettling and like just quality to it that just makes me feel uneasy. <laughs> it makes me just I don't know about this. Want to lock my doors at night because I'm I'm really afraid that that abominable snowman is actually going to walk in here and the dentist is going to pluck my teeth oh, out. Oh god. You know, we watched Jack Frost. We owned that movie. We got it last year and I remember thinking like the overdubs in this movie were fucking oh, terrible. Oh, the, the, the ADR where you can tell that they just like went back and recorded something like three months later. Yeah, well, it just didn't even match up. And I was like, this is dumb. My wife's like, oh, it's one of my favorites. I think a lot of like uh, your childhood was bullshit. A lot of these do not hold up um, when you put under scrutiny. But I think that both uh, I think I have a feeling what our number one is going to be. Oh, yeah. We matched here. Yeah. We'll, we'll go. Out. It's Christmas vacation. Oh, yours is Christmas vacation. Yeah. I picked Rudolph. No, you didn't. I know I didn't. <laughs> it's Christmas Vacation, which is probably, honestly... It's funny. Not only one of the best Christmas movies, but also probably one of the best... Definitely the best movie on this list. Chevy Chase's best movie. The best Chevy Chase performance. Best Beverly D'Angelo. Best supporting cast. Even just down to the plot structure of this, it is the classic three act structure. And I cannot think of 
any other movie that perfectly just encapsulates not only how wonderful Christmas can be, but the absolute clusterfuck that it could be when you get a whole bunch of extended family together. Especially if your family sucks. (laughs) And that's, I think it is just indicative of what a blending of families can be in like in a precursor to uh, just this modern day and age where things are even more different. It's like, yeah, like being with family is great at Christmas, but it can also be fucking hectic and kind of stressful. Oh God. It can really make you put on a Santa suit and take a chainsaw and just really just start sawing some shit. Yeah. And Elaine's in this one from Seinfeld. Absolutely. And she said, if you don't walk over next door and, Sock that sack of shit in the face, and I'm gonna go over there and do it. Um, Juliette Lewis is in it, yes, and so is uh, the kid from um, Johnny Galecki, who's yep. Leonard from the Big Bang Theory, yeah, um, and also Beverly Roseanne. D'Angelo. Yeah. Roseanne's in there. I, I was saying Johnny Galecki was also in Roseanne, but oh, yes. yeah, he was, <laughs> um, yeah, Beverly D'Angelo. Um, trying to think who else is in there. Yeah, we can't remember another one that we've done an entire episode on, but it is honestly just as as far to me as far as Christmas movies go, that's the gold standard. If I could only watch one every single year, it would be that one because I could never get tired of it. And I think that that speaks as a testament to not only how funny it is and the quality of it because it's not just it's not just funny; it's just a great movie in general. And well, it's, it's also one, got slapstick moments. I think some of the elements that are good about Seinfeld is what's good about. It's just very much something that was a, it seems like it's something in the water at the time where it was just this particular brand of comedy just really sold, but there's a timeless quality to it where people could watch this 70 years from now. Like when they watch like the three stooges or whatever, and they're like, I get it. <laughs> it's do, still funny. <laughs> do you think if a movie came out shot for shot? You think it'd be as good? It'd be terrible. You think so? I think it'd be terrible. (laughs) I think that when people think about Christmas, they think about wallpaper. They think about eggnog. They think about their weird uncle that doesn't dress quite right. They think about... (laughs) I just think that there is something about this time period and this way of making movies and communicating this kind of thing that sticks with people, particularly of our age, which really is going to pain me to say the longer we do this podcast, but it's, it's, it's a timeless sort of thing. And I think that we feel nostalgic for this. When we think of the word Christmas, we sort of picture a scene or a set from something like Christmas vacation. Do I picture them? I picture the one where Clark staples himself to the outside of the house. I just picture everybody running from the squirrel. (laughs) Squirrel! (laughs) I just picture everybody chewing on that turkey that they overcooked. (laughs) Dipping it in the water, throwing it behind. (laughs) Sneezing, getting the shitters full. The tenement on wheels. Um, Don't get too attached to it. We're taking it with us when we leave here next month. The boss not giving you the raise. Absolutely. Kiss his ass. You kiss his ass. Happy Hanukkah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And then they dropped an F-bomb in this one. Danny fucking K. (laughs) 
when Bing Crosby tap dance with Danny fucking K. Which is hilarious. They get away with that. I think you could, you're allowed one of those on a PG-13 Yeah, but my family, movie. with my family, I'm just thinking like, everybody would just sit through it. My mom would be like, oh lord, the, the, that's filthy. But in this, she's seen it like a million times. She's like expects it and she thinks it's hilarious and he's like literally he's literally like his eyes are wide open he's foaming at the mouth when, he's, <laughs> when santa squeezes his fat ass white ass down that <laughs> <laughs> that's a man who's uh really hit rock bottom <laughs> and everybody's identified it too you're goofy <laughs> don't piss me off or it and he like blinks like 17 <laughs> times <laughs> you. Uh, grandma's grandma from grandma's boy was in there Yes. And from Everybody Loves Raymond. You couldn't hear a dump truck driving through a nitroglycerin factory. <laughs> oh, yeah. The, gr- the blast thing. <laughs> I did that to my mom recently. <laughs> we went somewhere and she couldn't hear anything. It's, and I just bust out that line. It's just it's one of those movies that has just permeated American culture for the last like 30 years. Some fried poodacap. It's... It's so good. And it's I think it's rare that the third movie in a series makes that kind of impact. Oh, yeah. But I would argue it's of all the National Lampoon movies, it's definitely the one that has the most staying power. And it's the one I've seen the most times. And it's just the best overall in general. (laughs) Yeah, I that was one and that in Vegas Vacation. I probably have seen Vegas Vacation more just because it comes on comedy (laughs) central like all the time whenever I was a kid. I was like, oh yeah, Papa George. (laughs) (laughs) He's squeezing his can. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's it's so good. It's it's just one of the best, honestly. But yeah. Anything else you want to add, Ryan? Because I think that'll do us for our, our top five. Merry Christmas, bitches. Have a good holiday, guys. Again, whatever you celebrate. If you don't celebrate, enjoy the time off work. Enjoy the time with your families. Put your feet up. I hope you all get to do something enjoyable. And bang a prostitute. You do whatever you want this holiday season. Like we said, when Santa squeezes his white ass down this chimney is going to find the merriest bunch of assholes this side of the nut house. Ain't love great. I haven't stopped blinking since I said this statement. You're goofy. <laughs> I had a lot of help from Jack Daniels. <laughs> Anyways, guys, uh, Merry Christmas. Have a good one. As we say at the end of this and every episode of Almost Accurate. Nighty night and Merry Christmas. I've and had to all a good night. Too much is- to drink this episode. <laughs> Did you? Yeah, a little bit. Uh, well, we'll be all right. And good night, everybody. Bye. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.